Welcome back to the In the Whisper podcast. I am Nita Wilkinson, your host today, and I am so glad that you have chosen to spend some time with me. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about our relationship with God, our relationship with Jesus, and what that means, and how we can grow that relationship to a better place, or even start one if we don't have it. I am writing solo today. I'm bringing this to you because I think it's important that we understand how valuable our time with God is, and that we need to spend a little bit of time in prayer and a little bit of time in the Bible to get a really good understanding of him, his character, who he is to me personally, who he is to you personally. So we're going to talk about that years ago. My younger son was just a baby. He was just a few weeks old and he was he actually turned blue. My sister had been babysitting one evening. I had gone to an A.B. Grant concert. And when I got home, she told me that he had stopped breathing and he turned blue. And I really didn't understand what she meant. And I thought she must have just misinterpreted what happened. And I thanked her for telling me. And I did watch him. I got home. I checked on him a couple of times in the night and he seemed fine and he was breathing. And so by morning, I thought, you know, it was just an anomaly. But after I fed him, he was sitting in his seat as I was cleaning the kitchen and I looked over and there was just a tinge of blue around his lips. So I went over to him and it didn't appear that he was breathing, but I couldn't really tell. And I picked him up and he kind of startled awake because I did pick him up from asleep and he was, you know, maybe in a deep sleep. But I did call the doctor and I said, listen, my sister saw this last night. I noticed this today. I... I'm really uncomfortable not at least talking to you about it. And he said, bring him right in, brought him in. He put him in the hospital. They ran tests and it turned out he had bradycardia. While we were at the hospital, after we'd been to the doctor's office, they wanted him to have some x-rays on his lungs. He was just a baby, just a few weeks old. And I had never had any of my children at that point have an x-ray of any kind. And so they took him and they put him in this, contraption that was high up in the air and his little legs were fit flailing and it was cold. It was metal and his arms were kind of awkward over the top of it. And they told me I had to leave the room. So I did. I walked out of the room and he's screaming. It's cold. He's uncomfortable. They've got him pinched in. If you've ever had a mammogram, it's kind of like that. You know, all of his little chubbiness was, was pinched into this, this metal device and I was just standing over there watching him through the door, just tears rolling down my face. And an older gentleman came up to me and said, you know, you're his mother and no one can keep you out of that room. If you want to be in that room, you're the only one who can advocate for him. You can go in there and you can tell them that you're not going to leave. And I looked at him and I said, they said I had to come out here. He said, nope, you don't have to do that. If you want to be in there with him, you have that choice. And I went in and I told them I wanted to be there. And they said, well, you're really safer if you're out there because this is an x-ray. I said, I didn't care. I wanted to be there. And they let me stay. And in that moment, I realized if I didn't use my voice for my children, no one else was going to. It was up to me to do what needed to be done to help these children who weren't capable of speaking up for themselves. 
I've thought of that so many times over the years because that's how it is with our relationship with God. Nobody else can do the work for us to grow closer to God. We can go to church and we can listen to a sermon. We can go to a Bible study and listen to what other people have to say. We can read a Bible study and listen to other people's words. And those are all good things and we need to be doing them. But if that's all we're doing and we're not working to have a personal relationship with Jesus, our Savior, no one else can do that for us. Me sitting in church listening to the wonderful sermon that my pastor did last weekend doesn't help me grow closer to God in my personal relationship with him. It may help me understand the Bible better. It may give me confidence to try something new. It may give me a desire to dive into the Bible and learn more about what he was talking about. But he cannot help me grow my personal relationship with Jesus. Priscilla Shire can't do that with all of her wonderful Bible studies that I love and they're great and I highly recommend. She can't help me have a personal relationship with Jesus. It has to be me. And so today we're going to talk about our responsibility in having that personal relationship with Jesus. So how do we grow closer to to him. What are the steps we need to take? Well, there's two important ingredients that we need to have so that we can have a real, true, personal relationship. And that is prayer and time in God's word. I prayed just, I don't know, 10 or maybe 15 years ago. Time flies, you know. (laughs) I prayed to God. I wanted to delight in God's word. My Bible reading at that time was simply that, reading through the Bible. I wasn't journaling. I wasn't doing anything but reading it. I might highlight a verse here or a verse there. Typically, they were verses that I'd heard over and over again. I thought, oh, well, this is important because I've heard it a lot. And so I would highlight it. But that was the extent of it. And I was in his word and that was good. And I think it was because I was in his word that I wanted to have a desire to do it more. And so I asked for God to give me that desire. And oh my goodness, friends, can I just tell you, he answered that prayer 10 times better than I ever could have imagined. Because I can tell you, I crave his word. I love to dive into his word. It is often the highlight of my day. And I love that he gave me this gift of wanting to know more about him. And the deeper I dive in, the more I want to know and the things that I'm curious about. And so I'm just so excited now to be able to dig in and learn more about him and and use different tools that are available to us so that I can understand it better. Because I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'll read a chapter and I will read it three times and think, there are so many words there, I don't even know what to do with this. So I had to learn how to break it down and find words that were said over and over again and putting it in its cultural context and just understanding who was there and what was the point and who wrote it and all of the good things that help us to understand his word better. And we start with simply reading. And that's what I was doing before I had this great desire. And I enjoyed reading the Bible. 
I will tell you, sometimes I would be in the Old Testament, though, and it was like, okay, I'm going to read this because I want to read through the Bible in a year, and I don't understand a word of it. And then I'd get to the stories about David, and those are so poignant, and we learned them all of our lives in Sunday school. So it's like, oh, I love this. And then I'd get to the rest of the kings who, you know, did evil in the sight of the Lord over and over and over. And it's like, oh, man, why can't y'all get this right? It became, to me, tedious, and it's not anymore. I've learned the context. And I've, I've learned that you have to put things in their proper perspective and you have to put them in order. You know, you read about the prophets later, but they're woven throughout the time of the Kings as well. And it's really good to have that perspective. So starting out reading is the best place to be. You can grow from there and get out concordances and commentaries and all the things too. But if all you want to do today is start out reading, that's a great place. Memorizing is something I've started much more recently, and it has been really helpful to me in just knowing where things are in God's word. Many, many years ago, I did a series. It was a two-year series called the Bethel Bible Series, and that is going through the, whole, the Bible as a whole. And they give you Bible memorization, and the point of that was so you would know where things were. Kids came, life happened, lived in Japan for a few years, came back. And in that time, I lost a lot of that. I retained some of it, but not the actual memorization. I found that memorizing helps me remember where things are and just gives me that, that place that, okay, this, this was during the time of David and this is this verse, so I can go there and it will help me find other things that I'm looking for. Memorization also is a great way for us to pull those nuggets out that we need at different times in our life. And I know the more Bible that I have memorized, the more likely I am to hear God in the whisper of all the craziness in the world. So I hope that you add memorization as part of your Bible routine. You don't have to do a verse a day. I like to do a verse a week. Some people do a verse over a month. Whatever it takes, just start. If it's one verse and you just do it until you know it, that's okay. Memorization is just a great tool to have in your toolbox when you need to lean on God, when you need to hear from God, when you're looking for something in the Bible, or just when you're in a place that you need to feel his presence through his word. And you have these verses now available to you. Of course, studying the Bible is a great way to learn more about God and to grow closer to him. And I want to talk about different ways to do that. Of course, we can do Bible studies. I love Bible studies. I love the, the Bible studies with videos that we can do in a group or I can do on my own. And I love reading other people's words and getting their perspective. But I want to encourage you to also do your own study, do your own reading. And this is where Bible journaling comes in handy because... You are writing your perspective of what that is. You know, you can study other people's words and that's great. And I think of people like Priscilla Shire and um, Jackie Hill Perry has been one that I've been listening to lately and I really enjoy her. And there's so many others out there. Jen Wilkins, Jenny Allen. There's just a plethora of wonderful people out there. 
that offer great Bible studies, and I encourage you to dive into those. But I also encourage you to study it on your own, to understand on your own what you're reading. That's how you grow your relationship with God. If you're only reading what other people have written about a book in the Bible, that's great, and it's a great perspective but it's not helping you grow closer to God. You have to read and pray over that time as you're reading it and take your notes and ask your questions and dig in deeper to see what he means and what it means to you, what you are taking from this. When you read the Bible on your own, you learn the characteristics of God. You see who he is. He is strong. He is truthful. He is trustworthy. He loves you beyond any kind of love that we can understand. He is a disciplinarian, but he does so with grace and with truth and with mercy. And if you're reading your Bible, you see that over and over and over again. Knowing God's word is a blessing to you. It protects you. It gives you something to fall back on. It gives you freedom because you know God's word. You understand who you need to be. You understand what your purpose is and you are free in that word. There is comfort in there. There's security. There's joy. There's hope in the Bible. And those things all come together in your relationship with God when you're reading it regularly. When you spend time reading your Bible, getting to know him, learning about his character, you get closer to him. And then when you add in prayer, it's even better. Your prayer time in the morning should be set up for something that works for you in a time when you can really spend time with God I'll just tell you what my prayer life looks like in the morning. I have a time of worship, and yes, I sing, uh, sometimes with the worship song, sometimes just from my heart, uh, just a song that is on my heart that praises him. I worship him, and I praise him first. I share Thanksgiving with him because at the end of every day and the beginning in the next morning, there is plenty for us to be grateful for. Some days it doesn't feel like it, and some days we feel overwhelmed with what's going on in the world. But if we dig deep enough, we can find something to be thankful for. Forgiveness. Oh my good heavens, there's so much there. And and one of my biggest issues that causes so many smaller issues is pride. And I, God and I talk about that every day. every single day. And sometimes I do better. And sometimes I have to pray again at the end of the day because it just didn't go the way I wanted. Having petitions. We all have those requests that um, people have asked us to pray for. I have a list. I have a journal where I keep those so that it's readily available to me. It can be friends. It can be, we have a, a list from church. It can be many, many places that I get these. I get them from people on social media, people that ask for prayer requests, people that reach out to me privately and say, I know that you pray every day and I, I need prayer with this. I am happy to do that. I also, of course, pray for my family, for my work and the people that head up my work Um, I work in aging services and that's right now, as you can imagine, that is a difficult place to work with nursing shortages and COVID and all the things that are happening right now. It is tough. And our leaders within that need prayer. Our staff needs prayer because they're tired. 
tired. And so praying for them. I pray for our government because I know that regardless of who they are and what they believe, God can use them. And that can be at the national level, the state level, the local level. I pray for all of them. Now, I want you to know, I don't pray for all of these things every single day. When someone asks me to pray for them, whenever that is, I stop whatever I'm doing and I pray. I have a list of people that I pray for diligently throughout the day that um, are going through difficult things. And I keep a prayer journal and I can show the answer in that as well. I love Priscilla Shire's book, Discerning the Voice of God. She talks about her quiet time and how she does it and what works for her. And I absolutely loved that book and I learned a lot from it. And some of the things I just talked to you about came from that. I've added some of my own and I didn't do everything that she, that she does. It helped me come up with, through trial and error, a process that works for me. And I recommend that you find your process too. But I loved in her book how she talked about she'd get her cup of coffee and she would have her quiet time with God first thing in the morning. Her Bible time, her prayer time was all right there. And one of the things I loved about it, as she talks about her quiet time, she was having coffee with Jesus every morning. Part of that was her prayer time. Part of it was learning more about him as we do when we have coffee dates with our girlfriends. Part of it was listening and taking time to just be quiet. I'm going to give you one of her tips, although I highly recommend you read this book, but I'm going to give you one of her tips was she keeps a notebook and pen beside her because I don't know about you. But sometimes my mind wanders, especially in the morning and if it's a busy day, to things that I need to do throughout the day or if I've got an event for work or I have um, an article due for the writing ministry that I have or something with a different ministry. There can be a lot in our brains and finding that time to be quiet can be really difficult. So I took her advice and I keep a pen and paper, a notebook beside me when I'm doing that so that if something pops into my head when I'm trying to listen to him quietly or even in in my petitions or worship or whatever, I can write it down. I know I'm not going to forget it and it can go out of my brain at that minute. And I loved that advice she had from her quiet time because first of all, it was great to hear that Priscilla Shire has the same problem I have. Sometimes I think I'm the only one whose mind wanders as desperately as mine does when I'm having my quiet time. And to know that someone like Priscilla Shire has that same problem just confirmed to me that it's humanity and it's okay to have a plan for that. And so now I do. And it's great because then I don't think about it again. It's not like my mind is like, I've got to keep it in the back of my head because I don't want to forget. I've written it down. So I'm not going to forget. And I know that when my quiet time is over, I am going to do what I need to do with that information. Put it in my planner, call whoever I needed to call, make sure I get, get that item on the list, whatever it is. And I love that about her time. So that is one of the ways that I have chosen to spend my quiet time in the morning. Most of the time, it's 30 to 45 minutes. I choose to read a chapter of the Old Testament, a chapter of the New Testament, and a psalm. 
right now I'm reading through Jeremiah. I'm almost done. And so I read a chapter of Jeremiah a day. And I'm also reading 1 Corinthians. So I read a chapter of that a day. I will tell you, sometimes I get so involved in the reading and the journaling and I want to read the next chapter. And I go ahead and do that because curious at that time and I want to hear more or I know what's coming and I just my heart needs that that day. So I have my highlighter and I have my colored pens and my journal. I have a journal that's just for my Bible reading time and I journal about what I'm reading and I'll journal the things that surprise me. I'll journal the things that comfort me, the things that give me hope. I'll journal the questions that I have and I highlight those. About once a month I go through and check those questions. Or sometimes at the end of the book, I'll go back through that book and I'll see, okay, here's all my questions. Before I start a new book of the Bible, I want to dig deeper into these as part of my study so that I understand it better. There are times that I go to the reference points and I cross check things because I'm curious about what else is in the Bible. So I would say my average time is 30 to 45 minutes. There are times it could be more. That doesn't happen too, too often, but sometimes I'm just, you know, I have the time and I'm so involved in it that I take it further. There are days, like I said, that are 15 minutes. Those are days that I know I don't have as much time. I read through it. Those are a lot of the times that I have a lot of questions that I want to check out later. I haven't always had this, this prayer time, this Bible time like this. I have for years read the Bible every day. I have done um, programs that, you know, read through the Bible in a year. And unfortunately, every time I've done that, except for one, and I'll talk about that in a minute, the goal has been to get through the Bible. And so it hasn't been so much about what the Bible said as being able to, to tell myself, oh, you read through the Bible. Not, not that I wasn't reading it. I was. And enjoying it, but I wasn't looking at it as the whole book that it is. I want to go over some resources with you that might help you in your time to grow your relationship with God through reading the Bible and prayer time. One of the resources I want to share with you is the Bible Recap. It is a wonderful app that takes you through the Bible chronologically. I have been working on this app for three years. It is a one-year app, so you can start it and go through it in a year if you want to do that. This is not my ordinary Bible time. This is something that I do that's extra. So there are days that I don't get to it and there are chunks of time that I've just gotten away from it. But as I said, she takes you through chronologically. There is a Bible app you can use with it that is called the Bible Recap, reading what she is talking about on the same day. And it is a wonderful resource. I can't remember the name of the Bible app right now, but I will put that in the show notes. All of these resources will be in the show notes. I highly recommend that. It's a great way to start reading through the Bible in a year and really understand it and not just let it be something that you do. Also, Jen Wilkins, Women of the Word, is a great resource on how to study your Bible. She talks about the five Ps, making sure that that you have the right tools available to you, and she makes it simple, and she has a whole program that is just perfect for women that want to dive deeper into the word and don't know where to start on how they do that. So I recommend that. Also, Priscilla Shire's book, Discerning in the Word of God, is a great resource for Bible study and prayer and just learning how to find that time with him and how to use it when you have it. Rachel Britton, I had her on my podcast oh, several months ago. If you go to her webpage, 
I believe it's rachelbritton.com. She has all kinds of prayer resources available to you. And so check that out because a lot of them are free. She just has some great things to kind of get you started. She's all about prayer and she wants women to start and go deeper and deeper into his word. And sometimes she does a 31 day challenge which is really helpful as well. So I hope that these resources have been good for you. I hope that this podcast gives you that desire to delight in God's word, that you want to know him better, that you want to be friends with him. You want to hear his voice and you want to be able to talk to him like you talk to your best friend. I encourage you today to check out some of these resources or maybe just open your Bible because the best thing you can do is just start reading and maybe journaling a little bit to gather your thoughts, your questions, what you find about God. Every time we read in the Bible, we find more out about his character and who he is. And yes, I'm reading Jeremiah and yes, he's taking the the people of Judah through a time of discipline, but I'm towards the end of Jeremiah. And in that time, there is hope for the remnant that he saved because he's telling them, you need to increase in number. You need to live under this law because I am going to take you to your home. There is hope. And in that hope are those whispers of the scarlet thread of Jesus that we see will be coming soon to the people of Israel and to all of us. Thank you so much for listening to the In the Whisper podcast today. I am so glad that you chose to spend 30 minutes with me talking about how we can grow closer to God because our purpose is to share his kingdom, to share his gospel with the people around us. And the better we know him, the better we can do that. Until next time, I'm Nita Wilkinson, and this is In the Whisper Podcast.